This is Tim Dillard with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation Podcast. That's it. Hey, this is Scott Heinem with Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation Podcast. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Let the Games Begin. It's spring training. Yep, we're going to recap the trip that the Kathy and I took to uh, spring training last week. We got some fun interviews there. We talked with uh, Tim Dillard, had some fun Tim Dillard um talk demarcus evans who sat down and talked to us isaiah kind of talked to us about hawaii and what it was like in hawaii we also talked with shirton apostel sam huff and kyle cody now kyle cody's a name that we're going to be watching uh this year he's coming back from tommy john surgery and we're going to get to all of that right after this hey this is ricky vanasco with the texas rangers and you're listening to the rangers nation podcast All right, everyone, and welcome back to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Let the Games Begin. We're going to recap what happened in spring training in Surprise, Arizona, when Kathy and I went there last week. I want to welcome everybody to the show today. We had a, just a wonderful time out there. Um, it started last, it was went, not we're actually one week, uh, a little bit over a week, a week and a half away. We got back last Sunday, a uh, week ago Sunday, uh, which would be tomorrow uh, when uh, this is Saturday that we are taping this. Uh, first time I've ever gone, I just want to tell you, I wrote something about it this week and, wh- and what it's like to be there. Uh, Kathy and I flew out on the 26th at uh, 7 a.m. We flew out and got to Surprise at about 9 o'clock and rented a car. And uh, well, we landed in Phoenix, got a car and headed straight to Surprise. Uh, the Rangers were actually not playing in surprise. They were going to be playing. Uh, they were playing Colorado, where Colorado has their uh, their spring training. Uh, they were playing at one in the afternoon, but I had to go in and check in and get credentials and stuff like that before we even went to the hotel. I tell you what, if you have not done this, I'm going to tell you right now, spring training is something that you need to do. This is just something I can't stress it enough. It was just absolute blast to be out there. Really got a chance to see some of these guys that I haven't seen yet and uh, come away with some some of my um, impressions of them and, and what I saw on the field, watching the workouts and things that I was doing out there. Um, we've talked before about what it's like to uh, – do a game when you're when you've got a, a credential for a game here in Texas. Uh, your day kind of starts around three o'clock in the afternoon. You got to get there. They open the clubhouse. Uh, I'm thinking it's probably going to be that way this year again. They'll open the clubhouse about three fifteen. You get to talk to the players for about forty minutes or so before they take off for their meetings and all of that before a game. And then uh, you go sit down with Woody and do that. What's well, a little different? Spring training it gets started early. Uh, games are played at one in the afternoon, so about seven thirty. We uh, would go. There's a little, and you don't even have a press box there. There's a little. So the the Rangers have this. Uh, I, I encourage you to go watch the video I did on it. There's a little video I put out that kind of took you around surprise. But so out over left field um, down there is there's a little building that looks exactly like the one that the Rangers have, and it's where the Royals because the Royals share it with them. Um, it's their little offices, their spring training offices and, and stuff there. And then the Rangers have one at kind of in, in an angle around that uh, right field corner down there. And at, at the very end of it, there's a little media room. 
where media can set up in the morning. And uh, while I was there, uh, you know, TR and Evan weren't there that week. We had Levi, we had uh, um, Jeff Wilson and Dave Sessions. Uh, Jared Sandler was there. Some of the uh, couple other people, uh, Sam Bloom came in uh, for a little bit. But so we, we would all get in there in the mornings. They'd open the clubhouse. We'd go in with the players, and that's a huge clubhouse. I mean, you, they, it, it holds like – this thing is really nice. I, it's a big difference. I didn't go to the minor league clubhouse. I, next year I'll go when the minor leaguers are playing. They have a different, com, uh, completely different clubhouse over there. Um, but the minor leaguers weren't playing games yet. And if you weren't in the big league camp, you weren't playing games. You were working back on these backfields, and you always hear Jamie and Tepid, uh, uh, Michael Tepid and them talk about it, um, to go back and uh, – go back through these these backfields and watch where the minor leaguers are, are, are warming up and playing. And I actually uh, uh, saw Ricky Venasco back there, uh, said hello to him. He came up and gave me a big hug. We've, he's been on the podcast. Um, they, they're just working out. They're getting into games now. They've played some uh, backfield games this week. And next year, that's, that's the plan. I really want to get out there when both of them are playing. Because um, traveling to an away game um, in, in Arizona when they're not playing at the uh, surprise – Stadium, Surprise Stadium has a really nice stadium there. It, looks, it kind of reminds me, it's a little bit like uh, Frisco. Um, it probably holds more people than Frisco does, probably because it holds some, uh, you know, because you have some major league games there in, in spring training. But it, not much. It, it's not much bigger than Frisco, but it, it looks like it probably holds more. It's got the berms in the outfield where you can sit out there and watch games if you want to. Um, it's really neat and just a very nice, got a nice, big, pretty concourse there where you can get drinks and beers and hot dogs or whatever you want. And uh, right behind, though, down the first baseline behind the dugout, if you're up on the concourse, it, go look at this video, and I'll show it to you. You Literally, if you're there as a fan, there, there's a batting cages back. At, Frisco has these. Um, they're not as big in Frisco as these here, but they have this real nice batting cage complex, and you can walk up to it and, and just stand there. And, and, you know, Elvis and Joey and them, if they're not playing, they might be in the cages right there hitting, and you can sit there and watch Joey and them uh, take batting practice or whatever uh, that you want to do. Um, in the mornings, you can come out. Uh, there's a place to park. Now I parked in a different. I parked over by the stadium, but there's parking back behind those uh, minor league fields back in there, and you can just walk right down. It's free. Just walk right down the middle of those minor league fields. You can come all the way up to where the outdoor facilities are for the uh, the major leaguers. There's about four fields there. Two of them are two full size fields they play on. One of them kind of looks like a football field that they do a bunch of running drills. Then they got a couple of little. Uh, one of them's just an infield, uh, basically. Not very much more than an infield, and it's just to work on some infield drills. And, and so if the ball gets by someone, it doesn't go running all the way out in the outfield. It just hits off a wall back there. But it's interesting. Uh, it, it's just a really fascinating and beautiful place. Weather's fantastic. And I can't stress enough how you, how you guys really need to go over there, and you really need to check this out. So we got there, uh, went to the game that night, uh, uh, that afternoon, and, and watched it, and then started the next morning uh, all over again, and they played there in Arizona. But got, got to – really sit down and talk to some players and um, here's what I came with it you know I've put out my my a couple of roster uh, predictions that I've come out my very first one I actually had Joe Palumbo um, in my rotation uh, with uh, Corey Kluber um, obviously Mike Miner Lance Lynn um, Jordan Lyles and then I had uh, Joe Palumbo and the reason was Kyle Gibson was dealing with this ulcer ulcer colitis I believe is what it was called it was something he had last year there was some some word and some there were some thoughts that possibly he might not quite completely be ready when this gets going and when they get back to uh, 
when they when they get it back to uh, the the season starting, he might be just a little bit behind. It's not an injury like an elbow or anything like that that can knock you down for the year. It's just a, a matter of he he was you know what food uh, ulcer colitis is sort of a it's an intestinal issue that they have. Um, it's the same thing that uh, what's his name had that used to. Um, Oh, never mind. I'll, I'll think of it in a little bit. But uh, anyway, so it it, it it can. He lost a lot of weight. He's put the weight back on. But he right after I put that out, uh, Kyle uh, threw a game right after Kathy and I had left. Actually, threw it on Sunday, and we were we had gone up uh, to a little trip for ourselves, but got to listen to it and heard it. And he went like three innings, uh, no hit. Of, uh, you know, nobody scored on him for, in three innings. So it looks like he's back. So with that, and then um. And then Palumbo comes up with a heel problem. And so my guess is with that, that Palumbo's obviously going to start out in AAA. That's kind of what everyone's thought. Um, I kind of went back and forth on a – let, let me tell you what. So here are the people that stood out. And it was really funny. I, I uh, <laughs> uh, Isaiah uh, Kainer-Falifa, on the, the game that we saw, not, not in Colorado, but the one of surprise. In Colorado, he got a couple of hits, but when, uh, when we were – there for the, the day they played the Cubs, which is a big game, and, and they were playing against the Cubs, and a lot of Cub fans, they travel well, even in spring training, and it was almost sold out. Now, I didn't sit in the press box. I sent with Kathy down there and uh, watched the game, but before the game, you know, in the morning when we were there, I was talking to, to Kiner, and I and, and I asked him some questions, and, and we talked about, um, you know, Hawaii. I, I was curious about, everybody hears about, if you haven't watched Jeff Fry this week, and what Jeff Fry's talking about, these hitting gurus, and hitting instructors, and all of that, and Hey, I'm not a look. It's your money. I'm not opposed to anybody uh, doing that for their kid. And and you know, I, if my kid was really into it, I could see myself maybe spend a little money on it. But there's these these different techniques and all of that, and and uh, these these self-professed uh, you know gurus that are that are you know almost guarantee, and they they don't really have much of a resume and this and that. And I guess. Fry and a couple of them got into it. It was kind of funny this week to watch. But I was, you know, the, the, but there's this travel ball and all these kids. If any of your kids are, are big ball players, they get into this travel ball now and they play select ball. And that wasn't around when I was a kid. And uh, so I was wondering, a kid from Hawaii, you know, you're, you're from Hawaii and you're growing up on those islands. Was there select ball? Was there, you know, was there anything like that? Was there select ball or anything like that um, in, in Hawaii? And so I, I talked to Kiner about it and this is what he had to say. Hey, so Recliner Nerd here with Isaiah Kiner-Falifa. So you grew up in Hawaii. Okay, so I'm now I'm a lot older than you. When I used to play ball, there wasn't anything like select or this travel ball and all of that. Do they have that in Hawaii? Um, they have they have teams that they take out maybe once a year or whatnot. But for me, my uh, I, my dad actually, you know, my parents helped me a lot and get through it. Um, they always sent me on the best travel teams possible in the mainland. So I played on a bunch of select mainland teams, and that was the only way you could get seen. Okay, so you would come over and play during the summer in that. That's what I always wondered because over there, did you just they had one team over there and they just kind of one team in like one trip it was like a fall league uh, arizona it was a i think it was arizona fall classic that's the only like trip that they had like a tryout for and everything but um you know for me i wanted to play baseball at a young age so i knew i had to travel because i know the scouts weren't coming so yeah. uh, i'd go out months at a time and, and hang out in california well i noticed you've put on a little weight this year you bulked up what so what are they having you concentrate on just i mean you're looking uh, I got a 99% chance that I predict you will be on this big league team. So, I mean, but they've got you all over the infield now, right? Yeah. You're so, playing uh, second yesterday. Yeah, I'm back in the infield. Um, and I just got to show what I did in 2018. I think that was a big thing. So this is, uh, you know, this is a, a different different thing for me because, you know, last year I was just a catcher. So yeah, I got sure. to go back to how I normally train yeah. and what I know how to do. So and 
it feels good to be back in the field. Feel be back, good, yeah. good back in there. Yeah. It's hard to be. It's hard to play in the big leagues when you're, you're playing like you feel like it's your worst position. And that's what you're doing. All you're doing. Well, so. you're an interesting tool in the toolbox now. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna play all over the infield and probably the best backup shortstop on the team. But in a pinch, in a pinch, they could throw you back behind the plate in a late inning. I guess I can do it. Um, you think you think I was like I was a catcher in the big leagues last year. Like yeah. I can I can do it 100. percent There's no doubt about it. So I could anything the, to help the team. Yeah, I could put the gear on at any time and be fine to go back there. Because last year that's where all the focus was. There's no focus on the infield. Right. So now we're just getting back to the focus on the infield because that's what the team needs. Yeah. But you know, um, last year was a great experience because that's all I did. Yeah. I didn't do any infield. I didn't do anything. All I did was catching. Are they having you at all this year every once in a while throw the gear on? There's no need to because last year was just catching. Okay. You know, last right. year was, was strictly catching. There was no ground balls. There was no extra infield work. There was It was just yeah. it was just catching. So last year was just like a catching course for me. Right. And, you know, I felt like I passed that. Uh, you know, injury circumstances and, you know, what the team needed at the time. It wasn't me coming back as a catcher. I came back as an infielder. Right. But, you know, um, I did it for, you know, in the big leagues for that, that long. Um, and yeah, once once you do it and you have that confidence, you can just put the gear on and do it again. So. Now, family, obviously, are they still back in Hawaii? Yeah, they're still back home, and they, they'll try to come back uh, whenever you know. But, How often do you get back there? Do you go there during the offseason? I went, I went back this offseason. I had to go back. Okay, so I, I have friends that grew up in Hawaii and do stuff that I that I became friends. Were you a surfer? Body surfer. You were so, a body yeah, yeah. surfer. I was. Uh, I, could, I was so focused in baseball, I had a hard time, you know, getting into surfing. But you know, body surfing, bodyboarding, but standing up two feet on the board is a little hard for me. So what? What part of Hawaii were you from? The Big Island? Or Honolulu. I've never been there. You were from Honolulu. I'm from Honolulu, so I'm from the main island, uh, the crowded island, and yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, I appreciate it, Isaiah. Yeah, I appreciate Good you. luck, buddy. Thank you. All right, thank you, Connor, for coming on. Connor from uh, came on with us, and we, uh, we and that was really fun to listen to and hear about what he did when he he was trying. But I, what was funny is, so after I interviewed uh, Connor for that for that uh, part of it, um, he ended up hitting a home run that game, going two for three, and he hit a bomb. I mean, it was a bomb. I mean, he the moment that you hit it, he was already jogging first. And so, next morning when I was in the clubhouse, I walked up to him and kind of. You know, hit him on the shoulder, and I said, "Hey, you know, you hit a home run because you talked to me." And he kind of <laughs> shot back, and he was like, "Oh, so you're gonna talk to me today too, right?" And I was like, "So we talked for a second. We were kind of laughing about it, but he was actually running off. But just a sweet guy, and uh, ended up, man, he is. That is one guy that has solidified. I think they brought in Matt Duffy, and I think Matt uh, Matt Duffy has watched Kiner Falifa and watched what he has done this uh, spring training, and pretty much knows that his agent is probably making phone calls now and looking around to see if, if another team is available, whether or not he accepts an assignment to, to Oklahoma city. I'm, I'm sorry. We're they're in Nashville now, not Oklahoma city, but uh, if he's going to accept an assignment, because I, Matt Duffy is not going to make the team. He's not had a horrible spring, but, but kind of has had a great spring. He's the super utility guy that, and in a pinch and in an emergency, he's able to play catcher. Um, so we know that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that he, with, with what he's doing, and he, he made a point, look, he's heavier. He looks heavier. He's put on weight. Um, he's stronger. Um, three, he hasn't hit a home run um, in, in spring. He's only hit one other home run in spring training. He's been in three big league spring tra- training now, and he's hit three this year. He only hit one home run last year in all the at-bats in, in the major leagues. Um, and, look, he, he did, wasn't a big power guy when he was coming up. But I'm going to tell you right now, he may be the best defensive third baseman on the team. And I'm just saying that. That's my biased opinion. But I, no offense to Todd uh, Todd Frazier, who I, I, I met Todd Frazier while I was there. He's a nice guy, and he plays a great third base and has made some great plays. But I'm telling you, the best defensive third baseman on this team might be 
Isaiah kind of relief. And if he keeps playing the way he's doing, he's hitting over 300. He's got three home runs. Great at bats. I mean, he's just putting the barrel on the ball. That is a guy that could see. Look, I, there is no doubt that Chris Woodward is not worried about developing someone as far as winning games this year. He wants to win. Players that are producing are going to win games, are going to play this year. And I'll tell you who's not having the greatest spring right now, and there's two of them, and they're both ones that everyone's counting on, and that was Nick Solak and uh, and uh, Danny Santana. And, you know, and, and they have basically, they've tried Solak out in center field, um, and it wasn't bad. He hasn't failed at all. He's done okay out there. He's not done horrible. I saw him play center field while I was there. Um, he tracked a few balls, did fine, um, and could play out there. there. There's nothing bad about it that, that I saw, but he's not killing the ball. Hitting, He's hitting good. And, look, they, I think they love that when he hits the ball, it, it, it's good. Um, but I, he may be going back to being a utility player now. It, it kind of looks like that's where Solak's going back because word came out uh, through Levi. I was talking to Levi the other day when we were there uh, to walk the ballpark and go around and, and see the, the grass was in. We got to uh, – they, they did a thing for Pudge and uh, put up his statue. And then uh, <laughs> the, uh, the statue that his family bought him back years ago and he's had sitting in a storage unit for the last 15 years or whatever he's had it. <laughs> he decided to pull that thing out and bring it over and, and they put it in front of the new stadium. And uh, that – uh, anyway, it's there. It, it doesn't kind of it doesn't resemble any of the other statues that are going to be out there. But so after that, we got to go on the field, walk around the field, and uh, and and you know, Pudge. Look, uh, nothing is Pudge. I, Pudge is the greatest uh, position player in Texas Ranger history. Um, he started, developed with the Rangers. He's the greatest catcher to ever play. Some argue, some argue Johnny Bench, others argue Pudge, and uh, so they, uh, you know, th- here we go with uh, with. Uh, him doing this and he, and he and it's a retread. So that it just you just wonder why they didn't, didn't just do a new new one for him. I, I mean, I it, anyway, that's not me. I don't make those decisions. And uh, look, the stadium and, and I'm, I'm going to tell y'all right now, this stadium, beautiful. Oh my gosh, this thing's beautiful. And I'm going to be out there Wednesday. So you need to go follow me at Ranger Nation Pod. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be tasting the food. They're going to let us uh, taste the food this Wednesday and all the new food that's going to be there with the Delaware Sports Food Company or whatever they are that got the bid. And we're going out there to do that. But so so anyway, the, the, I got off track there talking about Connor Felifa and, and what he's done. And so right now, they're basically set right now with what they're doing and with uh, Danny Santana, they're going to put him in center field, and Danny's going to be the the center fielder as we as we go right now. Um, and um, you know he's going to get most of the reps going forward. They're already starting to demote some people and put them down. Another one that's playing really well. Let me tell you some other people that impressed me, and I saw him play was uh, Leody Tavares, and he's ranked on a few things as the third best prospect. I think we had him at number four or five. Uh, Leody struggled a couple years last year. He really came on better. He hit good. He didn't hit for much power, but I saw him playing. Um, he's switch hitter and um, against the Cubs, and the, he played every game that I was there. Uh, Tavares got in, and he he got hits in every game. The guys, he's hitting well. Um, he barreling it too. These aren't cheap hits. He got two hits to. Uh, he was batting left handed and took them the opposite way. Both of them were barreled up well and hit hard. 
Um, he just and and without a doubt the best defensive center fielder on this team is Leody Tavares. Now Tavares is probably going to hang around some more this spring. He won't. He will not make the team out of spring training. I know he's probably the best defensive one, but he is probably destined for. Um, he's going to start out at Frisco and maybe head up into Nashville after that, or he could get a call from Frisco if there's an injury or anything like that. They may just want to go and and go ahead and get him up. There's very possibility he could make it up this year. But Tavares was looking really good. Another another guy that's that's really looking good is Luke Farrell. And Luke Farrell has solidified a spot on this bullpen right now. And Jonathan Hernandez, I didn't see Hernandez pitch, but I saw Luke Farrell pitch twice. And the guy looks almost unhittable. And, you know, he had that deal last year where he got hit in spring training and it broke his jaw. And uh, But, you know, i tell you something that that that, uh, that Farrell's going to be competing with. Well, no, he won't be competing with, and there's another down the line that will. But um, I finally got to talk to Demarcus Evans. And uh, D, I call him D, and he's followed me on Twitter, and we follow each other. And he, I've talked to him out at Frisco just, just for a little bit in the bullpen one day. Haven't really had a chance to sit down and talk to him. Um, he's always, uh, you know, we, we – Touch base before I headed to Arizona. Told him, "Hey, I'm going to catch you, and I want to sit down and talk." And uh, so he sat down and talked me, talked to me for just a little bit about his first big league camp and all of that. And it was really fun to to sit down and talk with, with Demarcus. Uh, he's got a good shot to make this team out of spring training. Um, and so let's let's hear what he had to say real quick. This is Demarcus Evans. Hey guys, this is Recliner Nerd here with Demarcus Evans. D. I mean, he's followed me, and I followed him on Twitter this whole time. Man, this has got to be exciting. Is this your first big league camp? Yeah, this is my first one. Man, I tell you what. So, I'm not trying to put any pressure on you, but when we did our when we did our predictions at the beginning of the year, I picked you as rookie of the year. Okay, That's so nice. so last year I had Brett Martin, and he did good. He almost got it. He had a great year. So I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to for you to come and prove me right again. So tell me about your first big league camp. You've done well so far. How do you like it? It's been it's been very. It's been different. It's been fun. I like being up here around the older guys. Like showing me the ropes and I'm in a group with like Lance Lynn and all them. So they talked to me a little bit about yeah. pitches and who's the best hitter they've ever faced and just picking their brains a little bit. And it's kind of it's just been fun up here. Talk about your very first outing. That was the first one where you actually got out of it, but you said, man, you had some nerves. Yeah, I mean. It was, just, it was just a bad pitch I had on the first hitter I had on 0-2. I could have struck him out, but I just wanted to work on my breaking ball. Um, I aimed it a little bit. He got a little blooper. And then the next guy came, he just stayed with it. He got a little base hit. And I was like, all right, it's over. I've been in this situation before, so I can get out of it. So I really wanted to panic it too much. I was just – but I had a lot of jitters, though. I imagine. I imagine. So let me ask you this. You're from Mississippi. Any family up here this year to watch you? Um, my, my little sister and brother stay out here. And – uh, they can't watch me, can't watch me pitch the other day when I pitched against the Royals. And my mom ain't gonna come because she had to work. So I probably see her sometime if I make my debut or, or in Nashville or something. Well, who's your who's your best friend on the team right now? Um, it's Barlow, Tyler, and JJ. Tyler Phillips yeah. and J- yeah, Tyler. He was telling. I interviewed Tyler last year. He told me you got at the time he had got. Didn't he come before you up to Double A? Yeah, he went up there first. So you got a chance to make this team. I've picked you to pick make this team out of spring training. I, I you know, there's still a chance. I, I hope you do. You're doing good. If not, you're going to be here soon. So, um, have you been to the new stadium yet? Walked around. Uh, we uh, they, when we went down there for the mini camp in uh, January, they took me. They took a couple couple of guys and we walked around. It's kind of nice. 
pretty neat looking. It's nice. Exciting to be up there. So I'm guessing if, if you if you don't make it out of camp, that you're probably going to go to AAA. They're not going to put you back in, in no, AA. I mean, I don't think so. I'll go back to AA. But <laughs> Unless they want you close enough yeah. where they can just get you in a car and run you over. I mean, if I do, I ain't, I ain't worried about it. You just go pitch where you need to pitch, right? You want to pitch and get up and just do good. I, I got to ask, as big as you are, did you play football growing yeah, I play, up? Yeah, I played defensive end at, at my high school. At your high school? Did you get any scholarships? To I got like two. I got a couple of JUCO offers and played baseball and football, but I didn't do it. It was just baseball you loved it more? Or? I just wanted to go. I just I think that was going to be my best route. Yeah. So I just went for it. Now, were you ever a starter? Uh, yeah, I was a starter from six to, 16 to, like, after 17. Then 18, I went straight to strictly to reliever. Like, sure. I, I found out right after spring training, 18, I went straight to reliever. And then I, I went on, on a, a month that was transitioning me to it. Yeah. And then went straight forward. And after that, it was just... It came like real. It came. It came me. Yeah, you have to. It's a big change to learn. You need to only come in for that one inning and do it. So, um, well, man, I appreciate it. I'm, good luck this year, and I'm going to be pulling for you either way. I'm going to prove you right. Yeah. Prove you right. All right. And when you get in that locker room, you'll come up. We're going to be high five. Yeah. I want to get a plug for you real quick. Just your name, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation. Po- and te- say you're at the Texas Rangers. Okay, Demarcus Evans of the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Ranger Nation podcast. Demarcus Evans with the Texas Rangers, and he listens to the Rangers Nation podcast. That's it. All right. Thanks, Demarcus. I appreciate Demarcus coming on. That was a lot of fun to, to, to talk. Big guy. Boy, he's a big boy. Man, he is a big guy. So anyway, um, I, I'll tell you some others that I came away impressed with that that are, let me tell you what, they, we're, we're starting to get into more minor league stuff right now. Eli White looks really good. Eli White is, was a shortstop. He's part of that uh, that uh, Jerks and Profar trade that we had. And uh, and Eli, they, they quit playing him in the infield, and he is playing specifically center field, and he's hitting over 400. Now, he's not he's not on the 40-man roster, so that, they, they've put him through waivers. Uh, he was on the 40-man when they traded for him. They DFA'd him. He cleared, um, and now he's playing for uh, – and he took the assignment, and he'll probably start out the year at Nashville. But I'll tell you what, he has improved. He's hit a couple of home runs. He's hitting over 400. He's another guy I came away pretty impressed with. Um, and, and let me tell you what, now there's this – this competition between Greg Bird and uh, and and uh, Guzzi, uh, Ronald Guzman, and and I love Guzzi. I've met Guzzi, talked to Guzzi. I didn't get a chance to talk to Bird. He was there. I just didn't really want to. He he was kind of inundated with others, and he he hadn't hit the ball well um, while I was there. Let me take that back. He hasn't had good luck with how he's hit the ball um, because what's happened is is he has. Um, he has had the, the worst luck. He's had been three or four times he's gotten robbed. He finally got a base hit on Sunday when Kat and I were trying to get on a plane and get out of there. But uh, I am telling you right now, it's not that Bird's winning the job. It's that Guzzi's not securing the job. And Guzzi has an option. And I think they're going to put Greg Bird on the major league roster because between the two of them, if they're playing relatively the same, they can give Bird, who's had a little more experience in the big leagues with the Yankees, who had that one great year that with the potential, they can hit him way down in the lineup. Uh, why not put Bird at first base, put Guzzi down in the minor leagues? If Bird really takes off and this team doesn't, there's a trade partner. Maybe someone could need Bird. They won't get a lot for him, but you could get another prospect. Uh, look, Shirton Apostel, who we talked to, uh, also was, was a throw-in. If you remember, Taylor Hearn was the big deal in the Keone Kila trade, and the throw-in was Shirt and Apostel. He was the player to be named later, and they got Shirt and Apostel. And Shirt and Apostel 
That is an impressive guy. And I'm telling you, he is another one. He will be – I think he might be in the big leagues this year. I, I'm telling you, he made a play at third um, that was amazing. He he went down for it, uh, came up, threw it across the field, um, and, and uh, Guzzi made a stretch over there at first. And uh, I tell you who it was on. It was on Arenado. Uh, Nolan Arenado, and I made a joke about it and tweeted about it. I think that once uh, uh, Postel threw it over, he flipped the flipped the finger at Arenado, and that was a joke. He didn't do that, but I mean, he he robbed Arenado of a double uh, down that third baseline when they were playing. That was the first game that we saw. But uh, talk to Shirt and speaks great English. I know he wasn't uh, raised here, but um, just a great big guy. Golly, six four, just built big. Uh, Tepid calls it a. He's got a power butt. He's got the big, the big old butt that the and the power. And I'm going to tell you right now, hitting the ball, watching this guy take batting practice and all of that. It, it, you know, Chris Halleck is the one that said that was a different sound that he heard coming off the bat when he was talking about that. And so, I talked to Shirton and uh, came over and talked to to him for a little bit. And uh, he's going to look. It, it's uh, it's almost certain that he is ahead of Josh Young right now. That everyone knows is the third baseman to be, uh, the draft pick out of uh, Texas Tech. But Shirton's ahead of him. He's younger by almost a year. But uh, Shirton's going to start out. It, it would floor me if he did not start out at Frisco. And if you're not going to Ranger games and you want a cheaper, you need to go to Frisco um, and and watch games. I, it is a great ball place to watch great ballpark to watch games at um uh, yes it's a little warmer out there but it, it's cheaper it, you can get beer there have a hot dog enjoy it with the family you can sit in the outfield berm and watch some future major leaguers this year the rangers will have future major leaguers on that roster and they made some moves already that they sent down but let's listen to shirt and i talked to him a little bit about his first big league camp and uh moving over here and and just uh talking with him uh just a great kid here's shirt and apostle my bad. I mean, uh, I, I didn't talk to him. The whole group of us talked to Shirt and Apostel. So this is all of us talking to Shirt and Apostel. Really hard the position. Like you, do you, you want to stay at third base? Is that yeah, of course I want to stay at third base. Like, I mean, I don't think sizes matter. Like, it's as much as you work on your agility, make your foot work, and stuff like that. It's, we've been a big infielders along the baseball so they stay at their position so as long as I work on my agility work on things I need to work to stay there I could be a third baseman. You got Miguel saying it was you know six four two seventy oh, yeah. or something so it's not as, it's, as impossible it's to be third, a big so. third baseman. So. I don't I don't think size matter as much as you work on what you need to work to stay there. So what do you need to work on to get better at third base? Is there anything me particular? my first move to the side like sometimes our big guys like moving to the side is kind of slow or kind of challenge for us so just, uh, just that. My hands are pretty good. I work on my hands. I need drills and stuff like that, but like moving to get range, that's what I need to work like the most on. You've been getting, I think, more spring training starts than anyone right now. I mean, is they, do you feel like they're trying to get you just kind of reps to trying to see what you can do out there pretty much? Oh, yeah. Like, just some coaches challenging me to see what I can, to see what I need to keep working on. So it's been a, it's, it is a grind still. So I'm still working on some things, some little things that I need to improve, the little things I need to work on. But I think for myself, I think I'm, I'm improving. I feel good. And I think at the very end, you were asked about just kind of Josh Young and possibly at some point there being an interesting competition there. I know, Kirk, I know it's pretty much the same question, but just kind of what what your yeah. thoughts are on that. I mean, of course, this whole sport thing is a yeah. competition. It's a, it's a like you work as an artist, you can to do what you can do. But like other players, is work to get your place to at some point. So 
just need to focus on yourself, trying to be as much good as, as you can be. Of course, he's going to practice to be as much good as he can be, too. So it's not there's no point at the time that you can say, like, all right, I feel like I'm better than him or you feel like you're better than me because I know I'm still working hard to be as much good as I can be. So I'm not going to let off. So it's just like focus on myself, trying to be as much good as I can be. And everybody else, I think, is, think the same. So... Appreciate your time. I'm just going to get a plug for my, uh, I do a podcast, Rangers Nation podcast, mm-hmm. and just get you to say, hey, this is Shirt and Apostle of the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation's podcast. Can you say that for me? Say it again. This is Shirt and Apostle of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Hey, this is Shirt and Apostle for Texas Ranger. You listen to the Ra- Ranger Station podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll do it again. The Rangers Nation podcast. Rangers, Rangers Nation, Nation podcast. podcast. Ranger okay. Nation podcast. Okay. Hey, this is Shirt and Apostle from the Texas Ranger, and you listen to the Nation. The Ranger. <laughs> Hey, I've got all these guys with funny ones where they can't get it. Do you want to read it? Yeah, yeah. I want to read it. Rangers Nation Plus. Top top right there. Oh, yeah. Okay, you ready? Rangers Nation Plus. Hi, this is Shirt and Apostle from the Texas Rangers, and you listen to Ranger Nation Podcasts. Podcasts. Oh, my God. This podcast radio podcast. All right. This is Sheridan Apostle from the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to Rangers Nation Podcast. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Sheridan. It was great to have Sheridan on. And, and man, like I said, he's just a big old boy. Um, but, we, you know, being at spring training, it's just one of the – if you've if you're a – autograph seeker or something now right now with this coronavirus thing that's been going on it's a little touchy about whether they're going to sign uh they're kind of putting some things in place right now but um man you talk about a fun place it's just an absolute fun place it means it's warmer there it's almost like with the first weather when you're getting into opening day here it's already there um it's a little cooler at night warm warm during the day getting up in the mid 70s um just beautiful time but and, and you just get in a good mood and you know who else can really put you in a good mood is tim dillard and um, Tim Dillard is the the guy. If you haven't followed at Dim Tillard is what it, it's it, it's on. Uh, he's on um, uh, Instagram and on Twitter. He makes these little funny videos. And I've just, I mean, look, that's a bucket list thing for me is to uh, is to be in one of his videos sometime. But uh, sat down and Tim Dillard was there, and he was kind of funny when I walked up, saying, "Hey, I want to talk to you real quick." He goes, "Oh, what do I do? What did I do?" You know. Uh, but you listen to it here, Tim Dillard. Uh, spent a few minutes with him. Just an absolute funny guy, and and just fun guy to talk to. So here's Tim Dillard. What I do? You're in trouble. It's all your. <laughs> That's usually how it happens too. Hey, the recliner nerd here with Tim Dillard. Probably my favorite guy on this team that is going to start the season in the major leagues, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, how many years is this for you now? This will be season 18. 18, and your family actually lives in Nashville, right? Yeah, live in the. Uh... I mean, if you can't play in the big leagues, the next dream is play AAA where you live, right? (laughs) (laughs) Have they ever approached you about when your career finally ends? Are you going to maybe do something in in the game? I mean, I I would love to stay around the game. I know you would, but... I I don't know what that entails. I think the fear of not knowing what's next drives me when I'm on the mound and running sprints, so I'm just going to (laughs) kind of keep doing that as long as I can. Well, you're a big hit with my family in the videos. We just watched that. So, So did you ever figure out what happened to the original... 
Twitter? What did they never? Yeah. So they they suspended me for almost exactly three months, or it could have been three months. It was like eighty nine days, and um, they uh, when I got my Twitter back, they just said stop, you know, breaking copyright infringement laws. So I went through my entire feed and I found eight videos that they had flagged. Okay. Uh, one of them was like Mariah Carey. The other one was like Eminem. I did a scene from Hitch. Yeah. With Lewis Brinson, like I don't know, like four years ago. And they right. Flagged that one too. So. Anyway, I went through and deleted them all and haven't had a problem since. Of course, I still make copyright videos. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into doing that? Would you just, you love playing with the video machine and having fun? or well, I, I mean, your personality reminds me of me. It's so funny. It cracks me up. Well, I mean, I, I have two older brothers, and we grew up doing these videos we would make. Instead of buying our grandparents Christmas presents, right. we'd make these goofy videos. And right. Instead of having the giant... You know, camcorder, VHS, you know, tethered to the VCR. Yeah. Um, you can do all this stuff on your phone. 2015, um, had a left-handed pitcher on our team, Brent Leach, and he was like, dude, have you, ever, have you seen this new Dub Smash app? And basically what it is is it gives you the audio of a, you know, a commercial, a TV show, a movie, and, uh, and then you just provide the video. So as soon as I found out this thing, <laughs> dude, I was like, I was out of commission. I was worthless for like the next three days. I was making videos nonstop. I was like leaving the game to go make videos. Anyway, that's probably not right. But anyway, I just made as many as I could, loved them, and people started um, enjoying them. Like fans were commenting, going, wow, I didn't know this guy could act, you know, and you start showing other guys his personalities. And so right. inadvertently, what it does is it kind of gives a snapshot, especially in the minor leagues, right. of kind of what goes on in the minor leagues, but at the same time, a little bit about the players before they get on the radar in the right. league. So yeah. anyway, that was like the plus side. The other plus side is we get to have fun. Well, <laughs> the most underrated of them all is one that isn't really the dub smash, and it's your one about wiffle ball. The one that oh, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the one because it reminded me as I'm older, a lot older than you, but those those yeah, videos those, we watched as a kid. That, yeah. Well, I modeled it after a Patches O'Houlihan on dodgeball. <laughs> I created a character with McWhiffersen. Yeah, I was going to do a whole series of stuff like that, just you know, random. I don't know, but there's really not a niche for it just yet. I don't really have the time to kind of get right. into it, so I just write all my ideas down. I got a phone full of like a thousand notes of stuff, and I don't know. Has anybody ever turned you down from getting in one? Or are they? Uh, yeah, several, several people. <laughs> it just surprises me. Well, I mean, usually it's like, hey, can you be in a video? It's like, well, I got to pitch in five minutes. It's oh, okay, like, oh, so it's okay. only got to do it's some a work. Timing or... issues, spring training stuff. During the season, though, you have a lot more downtime, like rainouts. Yeah. You know, you get to the field early and and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. We were in when I was in Colorado Springs for four years. The best place about the best thing about that place was um, the clubhouse. It was yeah. huge. Right. That was the only good thing about that place. Like, <laughs> like pitching on the moon, but. Uh, that clubhouse was huge, and so guys, I mean, it was you know, you could breathe and walk around and, you know, film. There's a lot of good filming locations. Right. Anyway, that's where I did the, the bulk of my videos. But I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think guys, once they see the process and what goes on, I think they want to do it. And it's, right. just, it's just for me to come up behind them and push them really hard so they're in it. Well, how do you get them to memorize all the lines and do all that? That's just, that's pretty... Well... So the other day I sent one to Greg Bird and I just I didn't have his number so I just messaged him over Instagram and he, okay. he hit me back he had figured out his lines so we went when we the next day we came in and uh, he already knew his lines like because I had already edited a video exactly like I wanted and, yeah anyway so sometimes you got to get creative <laughs> well you were like the MVP of the the team last year with the, I mean spot starting coming yeah. in I mean that was a I saw the was it a guitar you got yeah they, they gave me I got two guitars last year one for like most do you play the guitar strikeouts? 
I can, I can a little bit. Yeah. I can strum that bad boy. Um, yeah, it was a good season. It was a good season. They, they told me early on, they're like, you might be a fringe guy, you know, a guy yeah. that's like just in case. We're not really, you know, digging too deep into you, but there was a lot of injuries, a lot of guys called up, called right. down, released. Um, and so I think before the first month was over, I was pretty much in the starting rotation. Oh, yeah. And then I would, in between starts, I would go to the bullpen, and sometimes I'd come out of the bullpen. Right. And then I'd go back to starting. And to me, as a guy that loves to pitch, I'm like, this is the dream role. Sure. And um, so at the end of the season, I actually had more innings than anybody else in the minor leagues. So Man, that, that was awesome. I mean, I don't really know if that's a <laughs> like your that's favorite thing to do. Account. I'd rather, yeah. I'd Are y'all rather. still doing your little podcast? That No. No, we're just scheduling conflict. It's just super hard. I'll try to get you on mine one day. I do the Rangers Nation podcast. Oh, yeah. So, and I'll try to get you on one time. That'll be fun. Um, and Goody, we're a package deal. Goody, you're definitely in there, too. I'll get you in, too. He has a you voice, too. I don't know if you're ready for this, <laughs> Hey, I want to get a plug from both of you, if I can. Just, you you know, Tim Diller with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Ranger Nation podcast. The Rangers that, Nation podcast. That's a, that's a lot, and I have to say my name too. Yes, this is Tim Dillard, and Dim you're listening. To, Tim Dillard. This is Dim Tillard and of you're the Texas Rangers. You got to have the, te- of the Texas Rangers. Okay, because yeah, I am technically. I have a shirt. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm Tim Dillard with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Texas Rangers Nation. Pod- <laughs> Texas Rangers. The Rangers Nation. Rangers pod- Nation. Okay, so let me give you a Texas card, Rangers. and you can read oh, it. Oh, really? That's what you got to do. No, you need to write down like exactly what to say. Like right that. there at the top. I know. I mean, but like, oh, the little saying on the back. Yeah. And then so says, you're a marketing a, genius have too. Have a line that says, <laughs> and then guys would be like, they'll just read it, and you're like, boom, got it. All right, I can do it. Okay. <clears throat> this is Tim Dillard with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. That's it. Yeah. Nick, you want to do one for me, please? Yeah, man. Love to. <laughs> Beat that. Here, let him, let him see oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll get you one too. That's cool. I'll just hold it. Okay. This is Nick Goody. This is Nick Goody with the Texas Rangers, and you're watching Rangers Nation podcast. <laughs> no, dude, why are you mumbling, man? Is that what you want? You're listening. You know you're listening to the Rangers Nation. Oh, podcast. what I say? Watching. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is Nick Goody with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. That's it. All right, thanks, Tim. And we're hopefully uh, this year I might get a chance to. Tim's already been. Uh, put back in minor league camp and so now he is in uh he is over in uh, uh he'll be it's pretty much destined now he'll be going to nashville he lives in nashville and like he talked about there it's pretty neat to play this is god 18 years that he'll will have played this year um and was the mvp of the league last year got the innings had the starts got the guitar we talked about it um anyway so if you're going to nashville this year and go watch them play tim dillard is just a funny guy and fun to be around um but yet you know look we 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 had such a great time at uh in uh in, in arizona and kathy and i uh took a little trip up into sedona which we did towards the end of the week but there was a couple more guys i got to talk to that were just just absolutely um just sweethearts i'd already talked to sam huff last year but i i, I got a he, he uh he had never seen my face until um, the other day and, and I went by and said, Hey, I'm going to, I want to talk to you. I'm going to get a, get a chance. I'm going to try to talk to you. Um, and, and introduced who I was. He's like, Oh yeah, for sure. You know, we'll talk when, when you get there. And so, um, I sat down and talked to Sam for just a little bit and, uh, and, and he was great to talk to. And, and he just got, uh, demoted into the minor league camp, which we knew he was going to start in the minor leagues. He's another, I'm telling you, Frisco, Frisco's going to have some kind of a, uh, a, a team this year. 
they are putting together a great team. And we'll talk about that right after this. But here's Sam, uh, Sam and uh, when Sam sat and talked to me. Yes, sir. Once again, these guys are calling me, sir. I'm feeling all the reclining are here. Sam Huffs, tell me about your first big league camp. How's it gone so far? It's been fun. Um, Sitting by Jeff, talking to Robbie, talking to Posey, talking to Jeff, like about sequencing, just overall everything that I've been asking has been been fun. So uh, compared to minor league camp, I mean, is this just – night and day compared to what you're dealing with. I hadn't even been over there to see what y'all deal with over there. It's it's a lot better. It's, uh, it's been... It's food's been, better? The- food's better. <laughs> I mean, treatment's better. I mean, over there we have to clean our own shoes. I mean, it's overall... it's But just the the information I get over here is, is awesome. It's talking to Woody, talking to Julio, talking to Hector about catching it. I mean, you could go on and on about the list, but it's just picking everyone's brain. Yeah, kind of helping me for my game for when I go to my season, just helping me overall with that. Have, have they? Do they lay out ahead of time what games you're catching? Like today, are you off? Since yeah, I'm not playing today, but uh, they tell us ahead of time. But usually, it's like like last couple of days before. But it's been <clears throat> it's been fun. I mean, they tell us, and I whatever I need to do, I'll probably stay a little late and get my work in, and then after that, head out. But I try and get my work in before I head out and head home. And even when I'm at home, I'm doing like molecule charts. I'm doing pitch sequencing, just trying to help myself for this coming year. So actually, yeah, because you we interviewed you last year. On the, you're from around here. Yeah. How far is your house from here? So 45 minutes. It's in uh, Scottsdale, right by Fashion Square Mall. Yeah. Um, kind of a kind of a drive, but. I live in with my girlfriend right now, and she lives in, like, Peoria. Right. Like, Thunderbird in Peoria, so I've been living with her, but it's... A little closer? Yeah, a little 30 minutes from the field, so it's not bad. It's not a whole... Actually, hour. I think my wife and I are staying near Peoria. Okay. Actually, so... Is that off 17s? Or yeah. The, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I've been uh, been there, I mean, just hanging out there, but uh, it's more in being helpful in the early mornings, because I get up and I come here around, like, 5... Yeah, 5.30, and I start my day here, so it's I'm usually here early, so it helps out being a little closer. So is Scottsdale near Tempe? Is it kind of... Yeah, it's like 20 minutes, 25 from Tempe. Okay. Well, I was trying to remember, you talked about your favorite food. Was it some place there? Yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, I like a lot of places in Tempe. I go, like, to Fuzzy's Tacos. I yeah. go to Culinary Dropout over there. I go to... Uh, so you got to give us a suggestion. We're going to the game today. You're not going out there, but what's a good place for us to eat some lunch? Ooh. There's a burger place in, like, Phoenix, Arcadia, by my house, if you're willing to go. It's called Chicago Hamburger Company. Is that the one you told me on the podcast? I think so. The Chicago Hamburger. Okay. So, really good, like, sliders. And that's, like, 20 minutes from? Yeah. So, it's, like, from Tempe Diablo, it's, like, 20, 25. Okay. And, uh... Probably like good sliders, good burgers, hot dogs. They got shakes, fries, wings. Like they got a lot. It's, I love that place. <laughs> okay, well, we're we're taking your suggestion today. Sam Huff with the Rangers. Hey, welcome to the big leagues or the big league camp. Have a good camp, and we'll see you this year. All right, thanks, Sam, for coming on. And then there was one more guy. Now this guy right here, guys. Um, he was the last guy that I really sat down and talked to uh, before we got out of there. And, I mean, I was only there a couple of mornings where I got to be with the guys. And uh, you can tell when they're – you, you, you don't know when you want to approach a guy sometimes. And, I mean, I was 
staring at, at Corey Kluber and, you know, who do I want to go over and bug Corey Kluber? I do. Of course I do, but I didn't. Um, it's building up a little nerve to do it. But one guy that has been fascinating to me, he was on my top 20 last year. He ended up with Tommy John surgery, and he's coming back. And this is a guy that was throwing 98, 99 miles an hour um, and just absolutely um, doing – was – a big star. I mean, he was a starting pitcher, and his name was Kyle Cody. And Cody is back. He's healthy. He's on a throwing program. He's already throwing off the mound. Whether he starts the year um, in, you know, I don't know if he'll start. I know he's going to pitch in Frisco because that's where they demoted They've assigned him to Frisco. Um, so he'll be probably in that Frisco rotation. The problem that we'll run into is whether or not he's actually um, – in, uh, is whether he starts there because he's just he's healthy again, but he's got to go through this program of building back up. So he may stay in spring for a little bit. But uh, I, I talked to Kyle about his rehab, where he's at, and all of that. He didn't know exactly at the time we talked. He didn't know where he's going to go, but they actually uh, did assign him to um, Frisco. So he will be in the Frisco rotation. And uh, we're going to talk about that Frisco team and, and what's likely going to be there right after this. But uh, uh, Kyle sat down and talked to me, and I appreciated Kyle talking to me. Hey, it's Rick Kleiner here. I'm with Kyle Cody. And this is a name right here that could be interesting this year. Last year you missed the whole season with Tommy John surgery. Where are you at in your, in your rehab? I'm pretty much ready to go. I start throwing live BPs next week, and then uh, I should be ready for the start of the season come early April. Come early April, you are going to be on one of the teams in, in the rotation, I guess? That's what I'm hoping. I haven't really heard a for sure answer. I'm just kind of taking it day by day, and um, whenever my name's on the schedule, I'm ready to throw. So. Okay, so, I mean, because last year, before the injury happened, you were on the top of everyone's prospect list including mine and knowing what's coming so i mean you're kind of flying under the radar this yeah. year people aren't talking about kyle cody but man you you have it you had some good numbers before that so you, i imagine you're just ready to go yeah i mean all i can do is you know really just come in and with an open mindset and just when my name's called be ready to pitch and uh just go out there and you know just give the team the best chance to win and have they told you they're going to put you on an innings watch this year and kind of make sure you don't go above a certain amount of innings since you'll be healthy, but they probably don't want to give you 200 innings your first inning. Right. I mean, I think they're just going to monitor it, um, just kind of go based off how I feel. And if I feel good, I'm hoping, you know, to pitch as much as I can. And um, if I start to get tired, maybe they might lower the innings a little bit. Uh, it's just I think it's kind of based on how my arm feels as the season progresses. Do they give you any idea where you might start? Uh, I mean, I hear a few things. I don't really know for sure. I'm just going to, you know, just go wherever they say. And um, I'm hoping, you know, Frisco would be a, a good opportunity yeah. for me. Um, but um, I'm just going to play it by ear. Go where they tell you. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> well, I think, too, with, with your age and your experience, even if you, they start you at high, down east, if, if you're going good, it's going to be a quick right. quick bump up, yep. just getting you, getting you going again. Yep, that's, that's what I would think. Well, good luck this year. I'm really excited to see you go back. I'm going to get a plug from you real quick. Just Kyle Cody with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Okay. Okay. This is Kyle Cody, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Kyle Cody of the Texas Rangers. This is Kyle Cody of the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Hey, good luck this year. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks, Kyle. And so – 
Anyway, so right now, look, if it, the major league team is what this is all about. They all feed into the to the big league club uh, text, over in Arlington at that brand-new big stadium that we've got out there that's going to be freaking wonderful and fantastic to go. But I am telling you, the team to go watch this year. Last year, bless their hearts, it was fun to go watch Frisco. They were a little pitching heavy. They had some good arms there. Did not They did not have hardly any bats at Frisco that were possibly going to play into the major leagues. This year, they're going to have some bats there. Sam Huff is likely to start there. We know that Sam Huff is probably destined for the major leagues. He's the number two prospect uh, in most publications i have him as the number one prospect he's going to start out in frisco they're going to probably have shirt and a pastel shirt and a pastel is he's on the cusp of getting to the major leagues he was in fact he was talked about uh you know um after he made that play the other day uh um Levi Weaver asked uh, if you read some of his stuff, and Levi asked Chris Woodward. After, so after the game, normally, you know, when you're in spring training, you go just onto the field to talk to to the coach because uh, to talk to Woody because they're usually getting on a bus or trying to get out of there. He doesn't have a press conference room or anything like he does at the stadium. So you're you're talking to him on the field, and he asked him, "Hey, how close? What, you know, what else do you need to see from a Postel?" He basically said, "I don't know. He's the, he's there. I think he's ba- he's ready. Um, they just don't." have the place for him right now. He's on the 40-man roster. He's going to be in Frisco. They also put uh, another name, Tyler Phillips, is going to be in the rotation in Frisco. Now, you know, Joe Palumbo's going to be in AAA. So is probably Taylor Hearn. If Jonathan Hernandez doesn't make the big league team, which I think he he might, he will be uh, he will be in in uh, in, in uh, uh, AAA in Nashville. So Right now, you've got Kyle Cody and you've got Tyler Phillips. And Phillips looked good. He pitched. He started one of the games that I was in. He was still in the big league camp. They've already demoted him now to Frisco. and They've actually assigned him to Frisco where he ended last year. He looked good. He got out of a couple of jams. He was he was struggling a little bit with his, uh, getting his control. But, you know, he's a guy that lives with control. And he has just done wonderful things uh, there. And I'm going to tell you right now, We've got to watch uh, this Frisco team, and you have got to make a trip out there. And I am probably going to try to get to a few more games this year. Um, I I mean, look, if I get a choice, I do like going to the big league league game and doing it, but I've got credentials out there. And Frisco's – there's going to be some very, very, very good baseball being played in Frisco, and not just from the Rough Riders. I mean, a lot of – double-A is good baseball. It's a lot of top prospects from other organizations. And some of these names you've been listening to and hearing about are going to be playing in Frisco this year. And it's a great place to go watch these guys before they get to the big leagues. I've watched Alex Correa. Um, I, you know, I've watched um, A.J. Puck, who's now probably going to make the uh, – uh, Jesus Lorado, who's probably going to be – he might be a Cy Young candidate that's coming from uh, there – uh, that's going to be playing for, that's going to be playing for uh, the A's this year. And I saw him playing out there. I've seen May play that for the Dodgers out at Frisco. I mean, it's just a great place to go to go out there and watch some baseball. And I'm telling you, it's a it's a place you need to go. Um, but uh, I wanted to put this one together today. I wanted to do something about the trip that Kathy and I took out there in spring training. I wanted to tell anyone that they need to try to get a trip out there. I know Kat and I. Or planning on trying to go again. We had so much fun and uh, uh, doing it. And Kat has just become what a trooper going out and loves watching the games. And and uh, she actually for the first time got to meet a couple of the the other guys in the media. And we uh, sat and talked with them. But she just we had a blast. And I'm telling you, 
It is a place that if you are a diehard Ranger fan, um, it, it, it is a place to get close to these guys, talk to these guys, go meet them. You need to make a trip and plan it and go go to spring training and check out the the, the Rangers. Every you know they start in late March. Uh, they get to playing games and they play it all through March. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, late February, and they play all through March. And uh, I, I would just um, implore anyone to go do that. I, I just think you'll have a great time. Well, that's it for this one. That one is uh, obviously this was uh, Let the Games Begin. We talked about spring training. I want to thank everyone that came on with me and talked to me there in, in um in Arizona, while we were in Arizona, I thank you guys for listening. Go and follow the Ranger Nation Pod, Ranger Nation Pod on Twitter. Uh, go to Dallas Sports Nation. You can catch the podcast there. there it's played on any of your um, any of your places where you listen to a podcast. You can listen to it there. So, like I say at the end of every episode that I do and everything I ever write, nerd out. <laughs>